triple dose of follow-up. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, because there's three comics. And they're all picking up on those threads in motion. Yeah, because there's three comics. Yeah, and that's what they do. Because there's three of them. It's triple. Triple header. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justina. And today... Today, today we're talking about three comics. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's all I had to go <laughs> off of. And, and, you know, I really was inspired by the fact that, I'll say it now, The Last Annihilation, Wicked and Hulkling, I really enjoyed. Garbage. What? <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it. What, why? Oh, I mean, I, hold we'll up. Talk, but, we'll yeah. talk about it. What? I, well, ugh. Garbage. I know that I take that back. Yeah. I completely Ooh. take that back. It wasn't garbage. I just feel as though it was not a great type of story to be in a crossover story because it didn't really further the plot very much. It was more like character here's Wicked and Hulkin and here's their story and that's great. Yep. But I'm just feeling like overall with this crossover like this this thread okay Dormammu took over ego and we start every single issue like yee and then I feel like nothing really happens hmm. was he defeated I mean we'll talk about it but like I I don't know I don't know but before we talk about <laughs> it because I guess we're talking about it right now but Inferno yeah <laughs> there's a trailer drop today yeah, there was. Yeah, there was. And it was pretty intense. And it was uh, two sections to it, right? There was the... There was the intense section. And then there was the, it's lovely, but it's also intense section. Yeah, yeah. right? So that I'd, I'd post them in reverse. So the second half is actually... The beginning. The begin- yeah. So Destiny's monologue to Mystique that we first read in X-Men issue six, I believe about mm-hmm. burning Burn it, it down to the ground. when they deny you. And if you had any any doubts as to that's where this is heading. If you thought Destiny maybe wasn't going to be an Inferno oh. with the giant word Destiny where everything else fades out and just Destiny and then her face appears. Well, I mean, there also was that preview image that I posted the other day where it looks like Destiny's hand grabbing Moira's throat. I felt as though it looked like... Uh, the life where she was burned alive, right? That we might be getting some more info on that that thread that exchange. Yeah, I also saw an image today on the internet. I want to say House of X posted it, but it was an Inferno image, and it was Emma in the Cerebro helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, Haha, "Bye, Charles. We don't need you anymore." <laughs> well, I mean, you read New Mutants, and he's. <laughs> He's getting pushed out all yeah, over the place. Nobody like yeah. What was that? Like, was that hope? Yeah. Just with this, the helmet on, I was like, yeah. See, we don't need him. He can go now. You, you. Thank you for your service. The tribe has spoken. You are the weakest link. What other little reality show catchphrases can I use? All of them. I don't know. What's what? What do they say? Sashay away. <laughs> That's RuPaul. Anyway, any, anything else before we... Oh, yeah, there is. Oh, there is. X-Lives of Wolverine. X-Deaths of Wolverine. Have you seen this? No. Oh. Uh, so this was 
Marvel posted on their birthday, which apparently was Monday. Oops, bad friend. Missed your birthday, Marvel. Sorry. Happy belated. August 31st, they posted an image. Well, they posted a handful of images talking about the next series, the big the big series that will come in January. Mm-hmm. One of them is X-Lives of Wolverine, X-Deaths of Wolverine. Now, is this like the letter X or EX? It's the letter X, so... Is it X lives or is it 10 lives? Right. We don't know. And knowing that, so this, I believe, is the weekly book that will That was teased in Hickman's exit letter. Yeah, right. (laughs) Is Ben Percy writing it? He is. Thank goodness. Told by the true Wolverine. (laughs) With Joshua Kassara on art. Oh, gosh. That's the guy that's been doing... The, at least the original run of mm-hmm. X-Force. Really painterly look. I really enjoy his art. And yeah, good stuff. The the reference of it, in the same vein of House of X and Powers of Ten, comes two stories telling like this one bigger story. So I don't know. I don't know. I saw that and... I think I might have seen this now. Like There was a lot of Wolverine on my feeds It's just a type. Monday. It's just a typeface logo. Oh, yeah, yes, I did see that. I think I just was like, scrolly scroll. <laughs> That's cool. All it's right, bye. It's just words, whatever. <laughs> Anything else, sir? I mean, I... You going to tell us something new about Galactus? I feel like it's going to be the last Galactus update of 2021 because the funding period is over. Oh, oh snap. Well, did we get all the little toys with it? Do you remember where roughly it was at? No. <laughs> no. It was a number and math was involved. Yeah. I think it was around 20 or 21,000. Mm-hmm. Take a guess as to where it ended. So for, for reference, the Sentinel, I think, was around 21,000 and change. Where it ended? Where it ended. This ended at 24,362. 32,367. What do you? I don't understand. I don't understand. People back in at the last 30, minute. Thirty thousand people yeah. wanted Galactus. Why did twenty thousand of them wait until the last minute? Because they were seeing if it would reach. Because Hasbro is a liar. I don't. I don't <laughs> agree with this. I just I don't feel know. like. How does the number jump that much? Because people really wanted another Silver Surfer. Yeah. Disagree strongly. They wanted that. They wanted that Doomhead. Really? That's what it was. No, that was the kicker. No, that that Doomhead didn't move any units. I don't think. That was a nice add-on, though. Very very niche reference, if you ask me. But cool package overall. Rigged. I was at. I was. I was in when even Nova was just being teased. So You weren't in. You were saying you were in, but no, you I didn't was in. actually do it. I was it. in. It was a couple of weeks ago. Check the tapes. <sighs> this is fraud. Fraudulent. I, what? 32. 30, that's that, not real. It's got to be real. You're telling me more people want Galactus than a Sentinel? I, that's why I'm having trouble with the number as well. I don't know if it's just because the hype 
It's just because how many people are now. It's because of us. We did it. We did it. We sure. got 30,000 yep. people yep. to back Galactus. It's all the people talking about, oh, I'm going to buy it now. And then when everybody's trying to buy it, when it's actually out, I'm going to flip it. What do you mean when it. everybody, the 30,000 people that that's, already, that's the 10,000 people that wanted it, got it. And then 20,000 people who are trying to hawk it on the street, Basically bought it. But I'm they saying. don't understand that the 10,000 people that wanted there it already one. have it. There you got one. Clearly, I'm fired up about this. I just feel like thankfully it's our last Galactus update. I, just, I don't know. It just feels At least for now. it just feels fishy to me. I it got just it. feels like I haven't seen like it's not something I've been seeing all over the internet. People like please back Galactus well, so I can I get mean, one. I mean, we run in very different groups on the internet, right? I am on every um, Marvel you- Legends group on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. So I saw countless posts about Galactus and people questions. pleading, people saying, "Please back Galactus so I can get it." Uh, I don't know about pleading. It was more like there was everybody saying, "Do you think it's gonna get? Do you think it's gonna get there? Where do you think it's gonna land?" Thirty. I, I was expecting something big for the fourth tier reveal. I was well, you got a doom head. Yeah. Doom. Not mad. All right. Well, is that that's all the that's, news? That's all the news. I mean, I could mention Demon Days came out. This week as well, but we're not going to talk about it. And Dark Ages did too, um, which I didn't have All actually right. read yet. But I like Tom Taylor; he wrote it. So if you've read it, let me know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have read it by the time I post this episode. Maybe we'll see. Time's clicking. All right. So today we're talking about Wiccan and Hulkling, which I'm excited about. Justin's excited I'm excited about, about now. Well, I'm more excited because I was expecting that you enjoyed it. It's not that. I, listen. We'll get there. Yeah, we're I, there. I, we're there. Then we're also talking about New Mutants, and then we're also talking about Hellions. Yep. Okay? In that order. Do you agree with that order? Yes. I think so. Okay. That's a variant cover you have. Of Wicked and Hulking? Hulkling? Wick- it's like so hard to say. Yes, I saw that one on the interwebs. That's the real one. That's the one I posted. That's the OG. All right. So is this the start? Let me ask this. Is this the start of their own series? I don't Cause think so. Because it says so. Marvel number one on it. But so did Cable Reloaded. And Cable was a one and only, one and done. I believe so, yes. Yeah. I, I think these are just one shots. The one next week, which is The Last mm-hmm. Annihilation Wakanda number one. All right. Well, this variant cover I like, but it also gives me vibes that like Dormammu is puppeting their relationship, which I'm not. Not a fan. I'm not a fan of not that. Not a fan of that. I, I feel um, like this really speaks more to exactly what's going on. I, actually, you know, this one does too, where they're split and they're fighting. Yeah, their because own it's very uh, reminiscent of the ending images yeah. of the comic. Yeah. I really love that last page. It is really beautiful. Shall we dive in? Mm. Page turn noise. <laughs> we get it previously on. This is what I just want to. I'd like to wonder. What does the previously on the last couple say? They all probably say similar things, and that's pretty true for most comics. But Dormammu has taken over Ego. We got to fight him. And Wicked and Hulkling are on two separate planets doing two separate things. Yeah. And we're going to dive in. Written by Anthony Oliveira. Art by Jan Bazaldua. Colors by Rachel Rosenberg. Letters and production by VCs Ariana Maher. All right. We're in school. It's school. I don't know too much about Billy and Teddy's relationship. I don't know too much about them, really. 
Well, it seems they were high school sweethearts. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think the only stories that I know about them are Empire and then this issue here. But and, like, and this series here, really. Here's what I was confused about. Because it seems like, are they from an alternate reality? Or... So why is it that like Avengers Mansion is abandoned and it seems like they like talk about the Avengers like they're all long dead? Well, it's because there's a lot of this is picking up at a point that you have not read any of where the Avengers were disassembled for a period of time. Okay, well, that makes sense. But I was like, I'm confused about when is this happening? Right. This is happening before Young Avengers Some number years one. ago. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which I actually read Young Avengers number one today just to be like, hey, what's let me check let me check this out because I haven't read any of it. Well, listen, Billy's being bullied, and he's super smart answering questions in class. And Teddy loves it. And Teddy's here for it. Then googly eyes. He's making those sappy little eyes. Scrollos and your girl. No, Abigail. Come on. Listen, was it this part? No, it's a part a little bit later that Abigail says something and I was like, for real, girl? Yes. Like, come on. The team shows up. The sword shows up. The soul system formally pledges you its sword. Uh, I don't know who all these people are, but yeah, let's go. Let's do it. That's cool. But then Hulkling's sword is broken. Right. And that happened in a previous Guardians issue. And we need to fix it. Picking up the threads. We're going to. Pop over to Throne World to get what's going on with them. Popping over. Which I laughed out loud at this section. So Avalanche is here. Yes. Which Richter. Randomly. Yes. Right. He's since when is he on sword? This is the one and only time I've seen him in the entire Krakoan era. This is Avalanche. This is not Richter. That's the Doesn't he say later that his name is Richter? To blame Richter for the destruction of the bridge. That's why I laughed. That's Oh, I thought he got a new costume or something. And hey, like his uh, real name is Richter and if, his mutant name is Avalanche. Nope. No. No. Hey, uh, if anyone asks, my name is Richter. Well, maybe I'll get lucky and no one will find them. I really thought I was like, since when is Richter okay. Well, that just goes to show you I don't know anything. <laughs> And now we're back at school and we're sharing a sandwich and it's cute and romantic. Yeah. It's I liked wholesome. this. Like, I like this. I like their relationship. Yeah, I did too. I just, I felt like this issue was really long and I just, I don't know. It just didn't feel. It has very little to no X-Men connection. And I feel like you're out on that in terms of. No, this. it's not. It's not that. It's not when it doesn't have X Men connection. It's more like I felt like the story was really about the two of them and their connection, and not so much about the overarching Dormammu story. Like I just feel like I don't understand the point of the Dormammu story because it doesn't. It just the stakes don't feel very high to me. Even though it's like, oh, this planet is gonna die. It's like the comics are always either just a battle scene where they're fighting Dormammu, which they've been doing for like, what is this? The fourth issue of this now? Fourth or fifth of the series? I just want to know like, what is Dormammu doing? Like, are we going to find out anytime soon? I know we, we found out in the, I think it was the cable one about the pentagram or is that, that was the one the before? Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, so I mean the, the original threat appeared and had been building in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
and then it appeared in the first issue of this series. And then Sword brought in some other elements as the attack continued. And then Guardians of the Galaxy again upped the ante of that threat. And that was the last page reveal of this mega combination of them all. And then now this is basically a launch pad for what might be a Wiccan and Hulkling story. Which is cool if that's what it is. But I guess like... I was I was ready to not buy this issue, and now and now I feel like I really enjoyed it, and you didn't, and I'm upset. I, I'm I'm sad. I'm sorry for you. Don't don't be sorry. Like I I I thought it was a good way to tell their story. I do enjoy flashbacks. I just feel like I'm not really interested in the Last Annihilation story because it doesn't feel. Maybe I just don't know enough. Maybe I'm not invested in the characters, but I felt like. And it wasn't just because Cable Reloaded was X-Men characters. I just felt like that was a story in itself. But that mission had a starting and an ending. And I understand that this mission too had a starting and an ending. But it also, I don't know, it just didn't feel the same to me. Maybe it is an X-Men thing. But maybe it's not. I don't know. Hey, we don't know. We'll find out, I guess. And then, and then we're back. Okay, this is the part where I was like a little okay, Abigail. Because... I understand that her perspective is I'm not going to tell Wiccan about what happened to his mother because he's he's on a mission right. and we're going to distract him. But if that's your stance, then don't say... Don't tease it. Don't say, with your family's temper, I wouldn't want you to get upset when you find out. Don't yeah. say that. Just keep that to yourself. Why are you saying that? Stir in the pot. Instigator. Yeah. Like, unnecessary aggression, Abigail. But, you know, it's interesting how he's trying to use his magic to get this sword back together and he's not being successful. Yep. And... Because something's wrong with his magic. Something's not right with his magic because his mother's trapped in Sacrakoa, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. And then we got our little family story, which, I again, I don't know a whole lot about Philavel. Uh, alternate universe half sister of Hulkling apparently. I think it. Has who's some... this? So who's this other? This other guy, this other person. It's just who... a member of the Guardians. Right, but that's the person who corrupts or wakes up or does something to this computer program, right? Like they think that they wiped it out and used it, but then it's like, haha, I tricked you. I saw you incorporate into a Utopian Plex. Which what the heck is that? What the heck is a utopian plex? I, I mean, know. I read this I and know. I just accepted the fact that I didn't know what was going on, and I I was Handful fine with parts that. I did as well, and I was just like, you know, this is. This I is was not- totally fine with that. I was totally fine with Are that. You sure. My issue is not with the content of the comic. My issue is with the content of the comic in the larger context of the full story. Okay. I feel like if you're going to do a background issue on two characters putting it in the middle of a giant crossover is not the place to put it let's see i would agree with you from a narrative perspective but from a marketing and marvel perspective just crossovers are vehicles to get people into titles that they're not normally into right i would not have bought this i don't know maybe i'll i I already did i already checked out young avengers number one because i was curious well you're a sucker for marketing and i'm a sucker for narrative threads sure but also i followed the narrative thread of billy and teddy and i think that this is also building a foundation for their introduction to the mcu eventually 
Of course it is. Anyway, this computer program guy is really upset. We get some more flashback with Teddy's mom, who's not actually Teddy's mom. And also, this was like very ominous. Here, take this scarf because I'm going away and I'm never coming back. Well, no, I think it was more, I know my son's gay and I know you're gay and don't worry about getting home anytime soon. Okay. I think it was just more like in the page or two before was Teddy talking about how like he didn't have any parents or something like his parents were gone. Mm -hmm. So then I was like reading this with that context in my mind, like his parents are gone. So I'm like, is she about to disappear? This She does die at some point. Yes. Right. So that's what when she's like, you know, I'm going to go and take this and don't worry about when you give it back to me and take care of my son. I was like, okay, she's out. Like she's leaving. (laughs) Like that's what's happening. I definitely got the vibes of she was like, yeah, my son talks about you a lot. Like I know what's going on with you too or what will go on with you too. And that she was into it. But I also felt like she was, I'm going to slip away into the night and I shall never return. Yeah. Dormammu. He back. Well, a part of him. Yeah. And he keeps on calling Billy Demurge. Yeah. What does that mean? I looked it up. It's a, it's a connection to the earth. And I'm not sure if this is a story. Again, we're, we're working with stuff that we don't know entirely. We don't know. And I think, you know, honestly, at this point, I liked the pacing of the back and forth. This scene, especially this flashback scene, this was exactly what they were talking about at lunch, where a hero steps in and saves the day from Billy getting bullied. And I thought that I was think, a nice touch. I think, you know what I think it was about this issue that I didn't, that felt cheesy to me. Was that like the very beginning we set up this idea of quantum entanglement quantum entanglement, and then we get back to that at the end and it was just like one long metaphor for quantum entanglement. Okay. I don't know. I just, but, it, but is it really a long metaphor if it's only one comic issue? It felt like a hefty issue to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not dissing. Are you sure? Wiccan and Hulkling. I just, they're very cute. I like that they like each other. They seem to have cool powers. Dormammu. There's a fight, but they back each other up. And then we're back in the crazy computer room. And they feel defeated. Yeah. I will say, I was very excited to see the Inferno ads in the, in the issue. <laughs> and there's an ad for Inferno. And there's an ad for Inferno. And then there's Dormammu. Yeah. And just, just uh, what does he call himself? I am but an aspect, an ember of the great Faltine flame. So this is a demon of Dormammu. This isn't Dormammu proper, right? He's off building his thing. Yeah. Just a little side, Dormammu. Yeah. And he grabs him. Oh, no. But wait, it's okay because we're back into a flashback. Back into a flashback as Billy and Teddy come out to each other in more ways than one. The impromptu name that Billy gives to Teddy. You're like the Hulk, like a small little baby mini Hulk. Okay, wow. Uh, Well, we'll work on that. But yeah. It was this was nice moment. It was like, I'm a freak. If you're a freak, you jump, I jump. And then. And then we resolve our our threads in the fights as, all right, Billy was playing Dormammu the whole time. This little sneak attack from Doctor Strange. I just got close enough to steal your magic, fix my sword, but you can't wield it. Oh, yeah. But about that, oh, let's take a pause and let's talk about family for a moment just so we can build ourselves back up to to the next flashback. And, And this 
significance of the rings, these transportation... Captain Planet transportation rings. <laughs> Captain Marvel, but yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just every time people have rings that do anything together, I just automatically think about Captain Planet. I just can't help it. Hmm. He's a hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. Except he didn't. No. Climate change happened, Captain Planet. He failed us. Anyway, these two are having their, their wedding day. And I did like the moment of the bride can't see the groom. And it's like, well, there's no bride. And it's like, oh, God, we're doomed. I thought it was funny throughout. I thought there were some really great humor moments. And then we hear or we learn of the the journey of the metal that makes the rings yep. and their yep. connection. And then... We hold our fists up to the sky because we both are fighting in separate places. But we need the other one's skills to beat the foe. We need to swap. Let's just swap real quick. Ha ha ha. Tricked you, Dormammu. Dormammu proxy. But then also, hey, last flashback. Oh, let's start the Young Avengers. I, I honestly, this it did the desired effect. I think it made me want to read Young Avengers. I, I. read through young avengers number one today and i know who iron lad is you don't and i don't want to spoil it it's a boy it's it's the boy from jurassic park jurassic world no it's not the it's not the kid it's not the guy from iron man 3 well that's dumb is it someone i know Um, someone who's already been in something kind of but that's hard to answer at this point (laughs) i just do you want me to tell you who he is? I want you to help me figure it out. Iron Lad is from the future. Yes. Okay. He says that right century. here. He's from the future. One might say he is the at the end of time. He who remains? It's Iron. Iron Lad is he who remains. Iron Lad is a variation of Kang. Oh my gosh, really? Yes. That's, that's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> that's funny. And weird. Yeah. And potentially coming at you in theaters this however many years. Potentially. And then we have this really beautiful image at the end. I love that last page. Of them. Let's go save the world. In that, like, in that, this is why I feel like this was a really great story for the two of them as a setup for the two of them. Right. With loose ties to The Last Annihilation. Loose. Very loose. Saggy ties. (laughs) I, this is this is your first pure tie-in book, I feel like, right? I don't know what that means. So the Hellfire Gala was a concentrated, everything was the Hellfire Gala. Ten of Swords was chapters in an overall story. Yes. This is, you don't have to read every issue to get the full story of The Last Annihilation. But, so this is different from like another crossover event? So King in Black is a recent crossover that I don't know if you know, but it was uh, Null, the God of Symbiotes. And there were a lot of tie-in issues that kind of told the effects of what that story had on other people's stories and that's basically what this is even though that these characters are a little bit more closely relative to this story than maybe the marauders were to the king and black story there was a marauders tie-in and i, I just up. feel like i was expecting that this was going to be a story that all these different people band together to fight this one thing. And so we're going to talk about this thing in every issue and it's going to feel more, I don't know. I just thought it was going to feel 
more like an overarching story and in, instead feels like a bunch of random stories that have like a moment of, oh, yeah, this thing's also happening. Yeah. And I don't love that. Well, that's that's uh, the experiences of different crossovers, I think. And it's over now, so let's, <laughs> we'll go to Wakanda next time. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask you what you thought because uh, I think we know. I think it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> let's I'm, talk about New Mutants. Let's talk about New Mutants. Hey. I love this cover. Yeah. I love this cover. Our New it, Mutant ladies. There's just something so specific about New Mutants art. Like, I always feel like the art in New Mutants has its own vibe. And I think it's based on what we were talking about in the Demon Bear, that that artist... I, and I don't. Bill Zinkevich. Yes. That style, I feel like a lot of other artists try to emulate oh, when they're sure. telling new mutant stories, which I like that it has its own flair. And I really love it. Like, I really love the art and I really love this cover. Yeah. So I, it uh, feels very much of that. This cover artist is not the interior artist. Right. But I believe he was the interior artist for the Hellfire Gala issue. I'm not entirely sure of that off the top of my head, but. Rod Reese was the one that I brought up during the Demon Bear episode mm. that I felt like has taken some influences from Bill Sienkiewicz, especially he was the artist at the beginning of the New Mutants run with the space stories. Mm -hmm. And I felt like there was a lot. The swirls in the eyes of people is yeah. something that is specifically called out as something relative to Bill Sienkiewicz's style or or what he brought in. And, and like we talked about it. It was explosively different from everything else that was out there. So, yeah, people 100% tried to emulate that, tried to follow up on what that was. But I like that it's that in New Mutants issues, like mm -hmm. especially it shows through in those. And I very much appreciate that. So I love this cover. Page turn noise. Field trip of doom. We're on the moon. This is just great detail work. I felt like that we've got this slug race that's causing a problem on the moon so let's utilize a bunch of the the students that we have that we've slowly been developing giving them some characterization over time and give them something to do and, and show off how great a person warpath is yeah and then one of the students is just gonna follow one wander, of those little slugs off. as it runs away and oh it's not a slug it's the the brood was hanging out in that crater and just terrifying. Wait, I thought that the the slugs are no. the brood. No, the slugs are separate from the brood. Oh, well, where is the brood hiding in this crater? In the oh, shadows right of that crater. There. Yeah. Oh, I thought the slug turned into the brood and it was trickery. All right. Well, anyway, we got a journal and Warbath is apparently keeping a journal that has prompts in it. So it, this is, again... You have a gap that is not. I'm yet, working right. on filling it in. I, I know. I'm not, I'm not calling you out. I'm Seems just saying. Seems like you were a little. <laughs> the first issue where Vita takes over the story, they introduce this journal concept that Danny has given as an assignment to Warpath to work through some things. I see. And this journal, my heart kind of broke. Honestly, I felt like all three of these issues had much more feeling in them than i'm used to in my comics and mm. i'm not upset by that i just the line but it would be a lie of omission not to say that sometimes i see faces in my dreams and my heart grieves because i can't remember the voices that go with them 
Mm. And that was just like, oh, whoa. He's talking about his brother, right? He's talking yep. about how resurrection has eased some of that pain, but continuously we keep on telling you, Thunderbird's dead. He's dead. He's not coming back. We can't come back. Maybe we could because Shaw has this time travel idea, but we're not gonna. And we're just gonna be sad about it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that is rough. That is rough. Oh, he's such a good guy, and I'm excited to see more because it seems but like... I, what? I did like, you know, the fact that this idea that someone's always counting on you is what's keeping him going, you yeah. know, that, like, he's he's not there just for himself. He's there for other people. He's and, a leader. And and that, that idea that people... Sometimes people take the idea that someone's counting on you and it makes you feel more stressed or more like you want to crawl in a hole and he's using that as a motivation to keep going, which I thought was really great. Yeah. Title page, cleaning house. Krakoa welcomes Gabby Kinney. Kind of a spoiler, I felt, as a title. Yeah, maybe. A little On the nose much of, to give away yeah. in the first, before we even get to, like, we're here, here's, here's an issue, friends. We're going to tell you two stories at once. And we're just going to go right out and tell you the ending of one of them right here in the title. It's kind of mean. Written by Vidal, <laughs> art by Rodriguez, letters by VCs Travis Lanham with Joe Caramunga. All right, let's get into it. Hey, it's rain. Yeah, we're going to catch back up on where we were with our team of new, sneaky kids. New, new mutants. The new news, trying to resurrect Gabby on their own. Yeah, weekend at Gabby's. <laughs> we get the overwhelming explanation to Wolfsbane, but we already know it all because we've read these issues, right? But oh. these new, new mutants. The new news. And caught by Wolfsbane and Tempest. The fact that they don't believe that the adults would care that Gabby is dead. But Tempest is like, I can't believe y'all would think that about us. And I think this is a very interesting point that's brought up in this issue. And I think a friend of ours named Havoc might have something to say about it. I think it's inspired by his (laughs) very vocal campaign at the Hellfire Gala, where I am once again asking for you to resurrect Madeline. My brother's ex-girlfriend, my brother's ex-wife. Please, thank you. I'm coming to you again with this request. And, and I, then... I love the detail that like his his campaign for Maddie was on full display to everybody. Yeah. Everybody knew, hey, he wasn't really whispering. No, no. That was, that was a scene. He was causing a, a ruckus. Yeah. And, you know, the new news are basically accusing Rain of murdering... Gabby, yeah. you were the last person to see her alive. Yeah. And Rain doesn't know what they're talking about, which is interesting. I do I do want to call up this point that they we've been assuming resurrection would be equitable, but there are more questions than answers about these situations, which, you know, that's something that we were talking about in Way of X. Who decides who comes back? Yeah, well, and Gabby when. is a person, not a situation. Yeah, all right. So I'm sorry I misspoke. No. No, <laughs> just, that's what I know. The kids say. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm just more for this point about Xavier pulling the strings about who's getting resurrected and who's not, well, or at least the council is pulling the strings. According to the five in this issue. Right. New information against that point. Right. Which is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I love that they're like, listen. Y'all aren't pulling the strings, okay? Resurrections We're are a thing. Pulling the strings. We'll decide yeah. who we bring back. I thought it was interesting to point out everyone was backed up before the gala. Yeah. Just in case something went down. Yeah. 
and Tempest has taken charge. The possibility for two murders. I do like this shot of her. Yeah. Just like, ah, yeah. that's not happening. And then. Danny and Shan. Danny. Danny's got target practice going. Talking about their friend. Guess Which, we need to do we need to do something about this. Talk about what's going on with Rain. I've been feeling that I haven't been feeling right. our connection. I think I mentioned it in a previous episode about Shan's experience with the Shadow King mm-hmm. and, and that's where she's speaking from here. And then even yeah, to your point, Danny saying I've been feeling something about our bond or or lack Not thereof bond right yeah i love i just i i love the art i love it so much yeah. i like the close-ups of the eyes between the arrows making it into the target even and their this. faces yeah just the the emotion on their faces is so great yeah even especially portrayed by the the shadowed coloring on that panel yeah that's a close-up on danny when she says this line i trust your gut feelings over any gentleman's agreement made law if you say she's in danger, then we need to look into it. Yes. Danny Moonstar for president. Danny Moonstar for council. Danny Moonstar for her own form of government. Danny Moonstar for the new Charles Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're back at the brood. It's chasing this kid. Brooding I just, I just want to make it like I'm not supposed to know who any of these kids right, are right? right okay i mean they've been they've been referenced they were referenced like they said all their names at the beginning of the issue and i was like okay yeah yeah <laughs> honestly i i thought i wonder how much vita has fleshed out these characters mm. because it seems as though they're working from an understanding of who they are these characters yeah like behind the scenes they know right and so i don't know if we're just slowly getting these characters built in which i think is a great way to Give us the characters we know and love over time and introduce the new ones. For sure. And, you know. No, we got a truce with the brood. It's going to be fine. It's going to be, oh, wait, it's not going to be fine because they've just been sliced by the brood. And the kids are stepping up. Well, (laughs) before before that, Warpath is like, ah, you know, I'll just rip off your arm and stab you in the heart with with it. it. It's fine. But then the kids begin. Yeah, we get our, our mutant technology, the combo moves that they started training with at the beginning of Vita's run. You're almost there. The beginning of their run. Oh, yeah. I'm almost there. And the, I think the brood are terrifying. They're so terrifying. I hate them. Concept. and oh, I love them. But like, like I don't like looking at them because they give me the heaps. Oh, but yeah. like I like them. I, I love I love feeling the heaps when I look at them. And and I this again I'm good, just gonna say it this art is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's just so stylistically different than other stuff, and I feel like it's it's yes it is based on the new mutants aesthetic. But I love that I'll say it again. I love that the new mutants issues have their own aesthetic. Yeah, Rod Reese, the artist, he tweeted today. If you liked New Mutants number 21, I have to say you aren't ready for what's next. It's going to be bananas. Ooh, baby. And then we have it. We have this little note from the five that states. Back up on my business, Charles. Like, and here's the thing. Cerebral only recognizes individuals, not dupes. And all of the above are registered and stored in the system as individuals. And by all of them above, we mean Gabby Kinney. Madeline Pryor and Evan Sabachner. Who's that? Kid Apocalypse. I don't know. Oh, ah, uh, oh, Sabachner. 
That's where its name comes from. Yeah. They are their own people regardless of genetics. We formally request that you update the understanding of personhood accordingly as the narrow definition is counter to the point of our work. Yeah. Ooh. Mic drop. Mic drop. Loved it. Here for it. Let's get Madeline back. Inferno! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just, I love that they're calling them out and they're saying that they don't rule on this piece. You know, well, it's, it's very like they're also saying it's a very clear line. If Cerebro backs them up. That that was the protocol then, established. Then that's what we're doing. You can't just say, you know, pick and choose for this person because no or this person because yes. Because how do you resurrect Gabby? And then if Havoc found out that. <laughs> when Havoc finds out. Right. He's coming for you. Bring back Madeline. And then here comes Gabby. Gabby in the goo. And there's there's hope. Why am I gooey? Yeah, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> she back. Yeah. The Shadow King. Like they're they're piecing it all together, but not without some some strikes in the emotions. Yeah. Well, Rain, you did this. Like you I don't know what happened, but I know you were there and there were shadows and then I was dead. Yeah. I felt pain, which uh, isn't a thing. Isn't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Loved that. Oh. Yeah, I just love the this idea that the, this panel with all with the five in it. Yeah, resurrection is our thing. We're smoothing over all the wrinkles that the bigwigs don't think about. Gabby, like many others who started as quote unquote copies, registers as an individual to Cerebro. You are your own person. It entitles you to a resurrection, and I love that they're like, "We'll just deal with what happens." Okay, yeah. don't worry. What are they gonna do? What are they going to do? Kill us? You can't. You can't. We're the five. We'll bring ourselves back. And then they go, got to go get Gabby some clothes. And a snack. Maybe tell people she was dead because nobody seemed to notice. Yeah. We back. Warpath with that full rage out destruction of everything. All right. So Brew just showing up last minute. He's up to something. Uh, there's got to be something. It's, he's yeah. like phrasing it like, oh, I was just trying to help train the children because these, but also these guys were rebelling and I have lots of lies I can tell yeah. you. Yeah. I'm trying to train the, train the children, but also maintain my control over the empire that is crumbling. But also actually I was really just trying to destroy you all yeah. so I could take over the moon. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's been developments in the brood story that we don't know of. So you haven't missed anything that's been in the pages about the brood story. So the last thing that we saw was New Mutants arc that connected to the X-Men issues mm-hmm. that brought them under Bruce control, essentially yes. aligning them with the X-Men, which was huge. Kind of pissed a lot of people off. Cause like right. X- but X-Men, I don't. X-Men ver- even in brood. that moment, I did not trust Brew. Oh. I don't trust him. That's Maybe fair. it's because he has a brood face. <laughs> that's probably true. And then, so so if the brood aren't connected to these little slugs, why does this slug come back in the bottom corner just like, oh? I don't know. I don't know if they, I, I'm not saying that they're not symbiotic or in any way, you know, or, mm. or benefiting off of each other. Uh, I, but it, it wasn't, it didn't turn into. Right, right. You know, I would imagine that the brood having the ability to clear out people on the moon so that these slugs can take over or or mate with that giant globe as someone they were someone trying called trying to do and then magic yeah iliana 
She's she's fired up. Yeah. She's going for gold. Look, I'm a war captain. I have the full authority to wreck him. I just love her. I love that she's just what is she is she drinking out of a vase? Like what is going on? So she's chugging the coffee that was made in the first couple of yes. issues from I think Chamber brought it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I just love that bottom panel of her where she's oh, yeah, like cracking red. her knuckles and she's just like let's do it. Oh. But you want to talk about panels and pages to love. This is an end page. I mean, ah, ah, he's been, everybody knew it, right? I knew it. I wanted to believe that, wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. But deep down, I think we all knew where things were headed. We all knew that the Shadow King was going to be, right? (laughs) was going to be manipulating people, was going to be pulling the strings. But how does he know they're coming for him? Because he has connection to rain connection. Yeah. And I just, I'm here for it. I'm really excited. I feel like there's a lot of threats all around Krakoa, but big picture, it's been relatively calm other than, you know, a couple spikes here and there. But this feels as though there's a, a lot brewing. There's a lot that either we don't know or that's now being confirmed and it's all coming to a head at once. Krakoa for next issue? The choices we make. Oh, that's... A lot of words for that many letters. So TH and CH have All right. one, one letter. That <laughs> checks out. What do you think of this issue? I loved it. A plus plus. A plus plus. Art, Humorous, story. beautiful, good story. Two stories in one issue. I got two exciting, complete stories. Almost, you could say, three. With the T's going into the next one, yeah. In one issue, it was fast paced. That's what I, that's. I don't like when an issue takes me a long time to read and feels like it's dragging. Uh-huh. This didn't have that. That's maybe a little bit what I felt in Wicked and Hulkling. Like That's fair. when I'm reading an issue and I go, when is this over? You know it's not a good sign. Well, How many more pages are left of this? <laughs> That's why it's first. Yeah. Anyway, New Mutants. Yeah. A plus, 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 plus. Hellions. Get ready. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> Hellions. Oh, Hellions. Oh, First man. of all, let's look at this cover. There's so much. There's so much. I'm so excited to talk about. There's so. This is a great cover. Yeah. Looking deadly. Kanan has been uh, just a standout character yeah. of this run. And I mean, so many characters that I didn't really care about at all. But now I'm like, oh, what are going to happen to the Hellions after Inferno? Or what, what's going to happen now that you know, have a. <laughs> it's not time. Let's dig in. Page turn noise. A quote from Tarn. Oh, Tarn. He's got that. He's got that evacuation plan all set. You're all just here until I'm ready to burn it down. He's mystique, but he's got a long-term plan. Mm-hmm. And this is the part of the book where I think I don't know what's happening, except I did read that issue, like seven, I think it was, yep. of Hellions. That was like the first one I read after of like catching my catching up. Which I then flipped through a couple of other issues, and this team is not introduced until a couple issues after that. And they're really just vaguely introduced at the beginning, but they work for, in association with the right and these robots. And these robots, this one, and I think you've seen this little baby one a couple of times, because Nanny steals babies, and she took this yes. one. Yes, Nanny stole this baby from the program that it was at in that arc that starts in the issue that you read today. Mm-hmm. 
and she shouldn't have. And well, I mean, she shouldn't. She shouldn't be stealing. Sure, yeah, babies yeah, yeah. In yeah, general. yeah. I guess, yeah, that's true. But, but especially since this one seems to be able to allow these people to connect. tap in, it is a self-replicating mutant AI. That's not great. And no one else knows it's there. Excellent. And there's a quote, and I think it's kind of apropos. Uh, it's kind uh-huh. of <laughs> a quote from uh, the issue where these guys show up for the first time. Like fire, AI is a discovery, not an invention. Let us not tolerate embers, lest we face an inferno. Charles Xavier. I probably shouldn't have included the, the <laughs> attribution. Just kidding. You were all for it. You were all for it. Though. Except I really think I just despise him. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I didn't want to say Charles Xavier, because you were all on board up until I said who it was. Oh, my world has been changed so much in the last few months. All right. So, title page. We're just going to leave that story until it comes back. Hellions versus the Locust Vile. Don't Look Back, Part 3, Fire and Brimstone. Written by Zeb Wells. Art by Roger Antonio. Color art by Rain Barreto. And letters and production by VC's Ariana Maher. And we're in this little place and the Sinisters are happily sassing each other i could read them bicker at each other like this all day all day i love it this this could be its own title and i'm fine (laughs) sinister v sinister yeah just a title called sinisters i honestly i kept on writing that in the notes it's just like oh sinisters um yeah i love this and literally moments away um actually the lift takes about 15 minutes anything else you'd like to talk about or I prefer to stand quietly. Mm. Great. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Yeah, the Tarn versus the Hellions catch back up with our teams in battle, or at least our sinister clones that are now littering the floor. The Hellions aren't looking too good. <laughs> no, they are not good. About to witness the revenge of Tarn. <laughs> I love this this point. Uh, super clear that everyone's freaking out about amino fetus. Not being able to be fed. Here's the thing. I just like, I read all of this stuff about it. And then there's like a little thing later that's like um, this kind of fetus, this fetus into amino fetus. And I was just like, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I don't know what is happening. And I'm going to be okay with it because maybe it'll get explained or maybe I don't care. I don't know. So do you want me to go for it? So the beginning, that opening quote. Yes. Right. So when I have grown tired of my perversions, when the universe no longer holds my gaze, then amino fetus will feast and all will cease to be. Yeah. So I understood that him eating meant that this like annihilation happens. Right. Right. I got that as it and went so on. But have, it was like the stages of it that were being explained that I was like, OK. So he is at the third stage about to and now going into the fourth stage in this book. Yes which they have been trying to prevent multiple issues because Tarn's not ready for that. Tarn's not ready. But he is ready to steal information out of Psylocke's mind. Mm -hmm. Well, he's ready to try because Kanan steps up for the team. And even with Tarn's recognition of how strong and resistant her mind is, I I loved it. And she lets him have the information once. once Nuh-uh. 
Yes, she does. She says, I know where Sinister went and let us go and I'll tell you. And then he says, Tarn doesn't bargain, he takes. And then he just takes it from her. No, he then says, ah, your mind whispers threats to me that you'll fight unto death before letting me in. Yes, child, I think you would. Give me what I want and you'll have your freedom. My word is diseased, but see my mind. Tarn speaks the truth. So he was going to take it. You're right. But then she... She was I like, hey, I'm much, I'm much stronger than what you're assuming. And then so he does take the information and blasphemy. Oh, he's so mad. He's so mad. And the cat's out of the bag on, on her side. Yeah. They're so, in murder world? What? I thought we destroyed it. That was an illusion. That was an illusion or an arc you haven't read. And we're back we with the Sinisters. Sneak peek into our factory. Tarn is the secret to advancement in Chimera technology. Right? Because Tarn creates chimeras. Right. He's creating the locust vial out of this gene splicing, which, all right. So I thought it's interesting because we're talking about the splicing. We're talking about combining DNA. But we learned early on that Sinister had added John Proudstar's DNA to himself, making him a mutant. That was why mm-hmm. he is a mutant. Essentially making him maybe not a chimera because he wasn't melding mutant with mutant. It was just more introducing mutant DNA to himself. Mm -hmm. But I think that that kind of makes him at least the early stages of a chimera. So what, what's the, what's the threshold? What's unique about other mutant combinations versus what was able to easily be done long ago with Thunderbirds DNA? Yeah. I mean, I think in, in the instance of, why Sinister feels that he didn't know this was a possibility before because he was just thinking like, I took this guy's DNA who was a mutant so that I could be a mutant versus thinking I could build a super mutant out of a bunch of mutants. Mm -hmm. Like not necessarily, because he doesn't have, does he have his powers? John Proudstars? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Oh, okay. And, And Sinister does have powers to himself, that are never seemingly on display in this run, which is kind of its own point of frustration. Well, Tarn is not happy about this. No. And he comes in. Praise who? Praise who? Praise Tarn. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, what an entrance. That clone sinister just drops to the floor. (laughs) Don't hurt me. The influence Tarn has on him is huge. You don't deserve that cape. Right. And and even uh, earlier, a couple pages before, where he references like, my master, you know, yeah. he, he is. Well, I mean, he was ripped apart and put back together. Yeah. So something went down. And and to your point, uh, Sinister had not begun construction of this clone factory until after he had stolen mm-hmm. the DNA from Tarn. So yes. that kind of unlocked the secret, spurred the ideation to continue to do more. Yes. And uh oh, it's starting. He wants to eat, but he can't. But they don't want him to, but he wants to. And nobody on the Hellions understands why. Right. But they're all dealing with their own thing because we just found out this bomb drop on Conan, and she's coming clean of everything that it was never destroyed. I, I lied to you all. This moment, the John Greycrow feeling betrayed, the I, I thought, so stupid, I'm so stupid. It feels like that's him reflecting on how he had been feeling for her but now he's feeling double-crossed the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a giant gun. Right. Techno formation is his mutant power, if you're wondering. Interesting. 
kind of like it reminded me of that guy from the Suicide Squad that he could build. Oh yeah. Weapons and gear out of armor body plates that he carried with him. Yeah. He also has a healing factor. Cool. That's cool. And uh oh. Yeah. The babe has begun to be fed. I don't love seeing him with his mask off. No, I don't love that at all. It's so creepy. And then we get the... Little arm snack thrown in. And then, yeah, that data page. The stages. And I was like, all right, okay, moving on. Feed him until you can't feed him no more. Because once he pops, the atrocious infants. And then it's starting. It's just so gross. It's It's so so disgusting. And I hate it, but it's cool and... It's also disgusting. Yes. And then that man is a terrible father. He just dumped the whole thing in deep space to stop that from happening. He was like, got it. This has got to go. Oh, sinister showdown at the end. Do we shoot him now, Mr. Grey Crow? Not quite yet. Yeah. It's not even about you. It's about what I'm trying to do through you. This tarnister. I can't. Is that what you (laughs) called it? You made that up on your own, this tarnister. Is that cool? You like that? I can tell by your face you don't, but you kind of do. It's good. I just am like, really, Sinister? You created a Tarn version of yourself? You just went hard. You like. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we're finding out now. We know. Everyone knows. The daughter is in in her DNA is in there. She's in this machine. It's very important. This is what's going on. And what's his name? Proteus? Is that who that guy is in the the pink unitard? Empath. Empath. He doesn't care about anything. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, actually, I want to destroy everything. So. He's very like, not my chair, not my problem, this whole issue. And then he's like, well, you know what? It's almost as if it's not just him making that call. What do you mean? The pink powers around his eyes. You were told not to play with yourself, Sinister. Emma says hello. Who is it? I think it's Emma Frost. Emma Frost is working through Empath. Emma Frost has been keeping tabs on Sinister the whole time. You have this, what looks like... Oh, because the powers aren't there anymore when she says, Emma says hello. When then it goes into Havoc as he unleashes the demonicness of what was in the first issue... And then in the issue that I just read, Emma is like, no, Havoc, you have to be there. I because... need you there as a failsafe, basically. Oh, dang. So. Emma, Emma, get it, get it. <laughs> Emma, Emma Frost. And that connects to what you were talking about in Trial of Magneto. How is nobody keeping tabs on Sinister? How is nobody watching what he's doing? my girl Emma was doing it the whole time, The baby. whole time. The whole And there's an issue of Marauders that you haven't read yet at the beginning where Emma opens up a Moira McTaggart Memorial Hospital and specifically invites Charles and Magneto to attend the opening because she wants to see the look on their faces. (laughs) Does she know everything? Does she know the entire thing? Emma is going to be the new Charles. Okay, Emma, Emma, get it. Get it, Emma, Emma Frost. I love her. Yes, get it, Emma. So that guest appearance, I I didn't even know Emma was in this issue. I didn't even know, but now I know and I love it. Well, I was wondering like why he said Emma says hi and I was like, oh, there's going to be a connection there. Well, Justin will tell me. There's also a connection between empath and Emma. Yeah. 
empath was a hellion, mm-hmm. the original term a hellion, which was the team of mutants that were a part of her academy that she was trying ah. to recruit the new mutants to. And empath tries at one point to take over Emma with his power. So he has that, that ability to suggest action. and Just as a side, Proteus is the purple one from the five. Naked purple dude, yep. Okay. He was in the New Mutants issue. Yes. I don't know why I couldn't remember this guy's name. I knew that Empath was his power, but I forgot that that was his name. But anyway. Emma. So crazy. You were told not to play with yourself, the sinister. Right. And so that's that's information that empath wouldn't have. Right. That's someone in the council is speaking through and then to have that power it transform just, just to like, Havoc's just, mind as I, he's issue is lighting so much off. Better now. This issue is just so much better now. And then as Sinister's face is just ooh. What? Emma says hello. And then but I do feel bad. Yeah. Know. Conan's daughter is now and I don't destroyed. Think, not only is her daughter destroyed, but I don't think anybody realizes within the team what's happening to Havoc. Right. They all just see Havoc think losing his it. mind and or or just going off to destroy it all. Yeah. Which is going to be an unfortunate situation for him. What's that Krakoan? It all falls apart. Yikes. That was that yeah. Emma is a bit of a big reveal of the week. And it just connects to everything that we were talking about before, saying you know that you brought up about someone keeping tabs on Sinister, yep. and it's just. It also just proves my point even further that Emma is really the one in charge of Krakoa and running it. Okay, do not argue with me. I'm not going to argue. I just I think it's odd in the solicitation advertisements about her being on the same tier of our leaders can't be trusted with Charles and Magneto. What do you mean? That she is considered to be a leader who can't be trusted on that same level as they are. Emma is going to be considered to be a leader who can't be trusted, but is actually going to be the one that you can trust. The only one you can trust. Magneto's fine. Charles, it's time for a new person in your role okay emma wear the helmet now (laughs) emma's in charge of cerebro backups emma's in charge of marauders emma's in charge emma emma get it get it emma emma frost the queen of krakoa Ah, you have storm ruling things out in space you got emma ruin ruling things on krakoa i'm pretty happy about that sounds like it so what are we getting next week? Next week we have Excalibur number 23, Doctor Doom on the cover. Doctor Doom. As well as X-Force number 23 with Mikhail and the Cerebro oh, you're, Sword. You're, you're finally going to get your answers. Where going are those through, Russians at? Going through Beast on the cover. Bye. Yeah, there's all sorts of exciting. <laughs> Later. And then I believe there will also be, I don't see it right now on this list, that Wakanda story, I believe, is next week. Mm. The next issue, the next tie-in issue of the Last Annihilation. Oh my God, her face, y'all, her I eyes mean, just rolled out her head. It's fine. It's fine. And then there's also Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood. Deadpool. And that was really cool. 
Do you, you liked this one best of all? This Hellions? Well, now I do. Now that you realize what happened. Now that I know that Emma is behind it all. But I was I was leaning more towards New Mutants just because. A lot. I felt like a lot more stories happened. Honestly, I feel as though I really liked the last Hellions issue. And this felt like it was competing with itself in my mind. I really like Hellions as a title. Oh, yeah. like, it's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorites too, yeah. New Mutants is climbing up there too, especially now. There was a couple of issues at the beginning that it felt, not, now the, that not the beginning beginning, yeah. but the beginning of Vita's run where, and now I see they were just seeding things to mm-hmm. now be able to do all this narrative combination at once. Yeah. Two out of three. Two no, of, I'm just kidding. Two out of three, I bet. Three I, out of three was they, listen. It was good. I just it's you're not just gonna not convince anybody. Expecting. You're not gonna convince anybody right now. Like, it's just you not know, what I, we, I just we just we just talked about it for a while at the beginning. You almost you almost jumped the guns on the intro. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, I read it and I was like, Why'd I read this? this? <laughs> Which is essentially what I said last week. But at the same time, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of humor and I thought it made me care about Wiccan and Hulkling to a level that I had not previously. And it made me want to learn more about them. It didn't really add too much more to the Last Annihilation story other than the fact that they were able to divide, conquer, and defeat some minor threats. And Hulkling is, and? Back. Hulkling is back in action after being revived from the sword team. I'm glad you got a lot out of it. Avalanche was there, but it was actually Richter. I laughed out loud at that. I'm well, sorry. you know, if I was in on that joke, maybe I would have laughed too. <laughs> Why is Richter wearing silver? And I in was space? like, okay, he's. I, well, I knew I had missed some issues, so I thought. I thought he was a druid. Maybe what after happened? his, you know, little weird resurrections, something. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Any hoodle. Good talk. Good talk. I, I'm like starting to feel like I want a new closing to the show because i don't want to talk about charles every single time and I don't, but i also like yelling charles and having a t-shirt that says charles i don't so. want to bring this up but i think about it all the time is that in our closing yeah you are charles i know Shh. <laughs> Why did you say it out loud? <laughs> I'm not Charles. I'm Emma. I'm going to change it and I'm going to say, until next time, darling. And then you say, Charles, you're dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'll keep it the same. Honestly, I, honestly, that works for me. Until next time, darlings. Yeah, Maybe we'll, maybe we'll try it out. Darlings? No, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. I'll just know that I am, okay, I'll do this. Everybody, from now on, when I say uh, the closing, I am Mystique pretending to be Charles. <laughs> just layers to this. Until next time, old friend. Charles, you're Charles, right? You're Charles. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 